Ladies and gentlemen, brought to you from the studios of my fucking basement is another episode of Adulting Badly, brought to you in part by Mike's bank account. Mike's bank account has been serving him, not well, but serving him for years. Alright guys, this is a new week, um, an interesting week. Summer officially just ended, like stopped completely. Um, there was no warning, there was no uh, slow build, it just happened. And I gotta say, that's part of my love and hate week for this week. I hate that it ended abruptly. We're going to have another couple of days, but it's going to be like 66 and sunny. Nothing that's amazing. It's not summer anymore. And then it's like going right into fall. And I do like fall, but not the way some people talk about it. And that's what I hate uh, about fall is that everyone talks about it like it's such an amazing time of the year. Leaves are falling and it's brisk. And now I can wear my Han Solo outfit with the nifty boots. But the reality is, is it sucks. Okay? It's no longer summer. Summer is a superior season. Winter, bad, even though you got some good holidays. Fall, really, what do you get? You get Halloween, which is great, but if you're no longer dressing up like a slutty insert character here, then it's not fun anymore. So yeah, there's nothing. Pumpkin spice. That's it. You can get pumpkin spice year-round, by the way. You don't have to wait. You can make pumpkin spice lattes whenever you want to. It's a latte with two shakes of fucking pumpkin spice. That's it. All right. Let's go ahead and get started for the week. I'm going to do my favorite thing and open up a lady beer. Somebody asked me today, Ryan, uh, what or yesterday, what lady beers were. And they are sparkling spiked water. And they are fucking delicious. Uh, I have to say that because I can't drink beer, so I have to... Uh, Make believe that they're the most wonderful thing on the face of the earth. Ah, this is the lemon flavor. It's delicious, kind of. Alright, so let's kick off Love and Hate. We already did Summer. is over, so we're past that. Um, I've been getting more and more work done on my truck, and I feel more and more like a man, so I kind of, I love that, but... I always end these things, like doing things on the truck with drinking lady beers, so I kind of hate that, that I can't have a, a manly day. Like, I have to put a kind of a comma in the end of it, or a semicolon. It's like, I did a manly thing, and then I had some lady beers, potentially even a nice rosé, because I fucking love that. Um, pizza. My God, man. I love pizza. And this comes up only because... We have people going to Chicago, we've got people going to New York, and then we get arguments on both sides of who makes the best pizza. I don't care. Pizza's good. I love New York-style pizza. It serves its purpose. Fold it over. It's like an Italian taco. You eat that thing. Then you've got Chicago-style, deep dish, knife and fork pizza. Delicious. They are different. They were made that way. They both serve a pizza. Even bad pizza is still good pizza. Like, come on. Man, I love that shit. Sauce. Just like... You know, not, not a doughy crust, but like a crisp, ugh, gets me every time. Um, by the way, if you have a chance to go to Mio Posto in Seattle and also in, or on Mercer Island, so good. Nepalese-style pizza. They make a white clam sauce for one of their pizzas. It is to fucking die for. Oh, it's got this, like, um, white clam, so it's got almost like a, um... Alfredo slash garlic um, base to it, 
olives, and then I think it's just Parmesan cheese on top of just a touch of mozzarella, and then herbs. Oh, so good. Um, definitely go there. Their brunch is pretty amazing too. They do baked eggs, which not a lot of places do. Um, you can gain 10 pounds just walking through the door in that place. Um, another thing I love is I love marijuana. And I can say that now because it's legal. But I like it at 7.5 milligrams and below. Um, so I call myself like I'm a 5 milligram chump. I'm perfect right there. I get a little bit high, but very relaxed, helps me sleep. If I go between 5 and 7.5, I'm getting almost the point of being too high. Um, when I hit 7.5 and higher, I'm just, I'm nervous high. And I know a lot of people, they're like, I do 100 milligrams a day. That's good for you. Great. For me, no. I am like sketchy high. I can't stop talking. Uh, it's the dumbest shit you've ever heard. And then when I stop talking, I think that I've stopped talking forever. So I start talking again because it, I feel like I have to. Um, I have down here, I hate the deli slicer. For those of you who don't know what it is, there are a few people. Adam Cotola, he knows what this is. A deli slicer is when you go to the bathroom and for some reason you can't stop wiping your ass. There's always something there. There's always a bit of mess and it can't stop. It's like I went to the bathroom for 25 minutes because... 19 of it was spent trying to wipe my ass. That is the deli slicer, and I fucking hate it. What I love, though, are moist towelettes in the bathroom. Oh, my God, I love those so much. They are a delight. Uh, there shouldn't be toilet paper. There should only be those. If they could find a way to mass produce them on the roll so I could just do a little rip and go, oh, my God, they're, they're so nice. That's why babies are always smiling when you're wiping their ass because it feels so nice. I don't do powder. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I, I don't do butt powder. I might. That's, but I mean, not right now. Let's take this in stages. Um, I hate, I hate squash. I hate the food, not the game. I've never played the game really. Um, tambal. Yeah. But squash, any kind of squash. Maybe that's kind of leads with the whole summer versus fall everyone's like oh my god i can make squash now in different soups and i can i can make spaghetti squash it's all fucking gross uh, it's all gross the texture it's like putting different flavored snot in your mouth it's so gross and then everyone says the same thing well you've never had it the way that i make it i don't care i've had it different ways i've gone to restaurants and tried it there no i don't fucking like it don't put it in front of me. Don't ask me if I want it. And don't be offended when I turn it away. It's not that you're cooking. It's something that disgusts me. Jeez, if I, like, if you were okay with everything and I serve you a bowl of shit and I'm like, but you've never eaten my bowl of shit before, maybe you should try it. I think you probably have the same opinion as well, right? Okay, maybe a little overboard on that, but you get the analogy. Ah, elevator etiquette. Fucking hate it because it's gone, right? Nobody... Nobody has elevator etiquette anymore. I steamroll to get on, even though people need to get off. Um, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Um, I don't understand why people can't move around and let people in. And I don't understand when people think, there's enough room for my fat ass to be in there. 
you're essentially telling everyone on the elevator when you turn around and back yourself in, kind of push everyone back, that you're the most important person that needs to be on this elevator, no matter how many floors it's going. If it's going 1 to 10, 36, whatever it is, I need to be on here because I am more important than all of you. And I don't give a fuck about your discomfort because I'm just going to just push my ass in here and mash everyone in the back. And then when they need to get out because they were the first people on the elevator, I'm not going to move because I'm a giant fucking asshole. Uh, by the way, that happened twice to me on Friday, which is why it's kind of fresh in the hatred zone in my mind. Um, I hate uh, I hate Donald Trump. Uh, I'm probably gonna, This is going to be kind of a reoccurring thing, but it's certain things that he does that I can't stand. If you're going to make claims about yourself as a president, uh, make things that we can't research, okay? We can't find out for sure. Tell everyone you have an 18-inch penis. Granted, if you did, we probably would have seen it by now. You probably would just walk out pantless and point it at the whole time, even with your tiny little hands. But don't say things like, you were at ground zero, there's no way. On 9-11, how could you make such a fucking statement like that? That you were at ground zero. Oh, and moving the rubble? No. No, you weren't. You were sitting on a golden toilet, literally scared out of your fucking mind. You weren't down there. There's no photos of it. And if you had done it, there would be photos everywhere. Because you would be constantly, like, that would have been what you would have sent out on... 9-11th, during the remembrance. You wouldn't have been cheering and pumping your fist like a gigantic orange-colored douchebag. You look like a fucking Cupid doll had sex with just an angry pumpkin. Oh, my God. And then to turn around after that and say that you raised a billion dollars for Puerto Rico and that only, like, what, 16 people died, not 3,000? Okay, Maybe your first report only said that 16 people died, but guess what? They continued to perish after that because they didn't have any power. Hospitals didn't have any power. People didn't have any power. Food went bad. The death toll continued, which is why so many people were all up in your shit about it. Like, come on, man. You're supposed to be helping out here. You're the president. They were just going off on you for, for months and months and months, and you just kind of let it go. This is what I do. Hey, I came out there. I threw around some toilet paper and some paper towels and then begrudgingly tossed water bottles to people. That's, I, I did my part. Fuck you. God, I hate you. All right, let me pause. After the hatred like that, I need to take a drink of my delicious lemon spritzer water. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Ah. Okay. This is just a neutral thing that happened to me. Um, I'll get to this one later for you. Actually, I'll, I'll come back to that one. But remember, it's a neutral story about an older couple that I was eating next to. Um, here's something I hate, and it, uh, the, everyone should hate this. We're eating dinner, and I can see this guy sitting in the corner staring at this little girl like she was on the menu. Like, like, oh my God, I can't wait to get me some of that kind of a look. Now, my first inclination is I should be able just to walk over there as a human being and put his head through the window behind him. I mean, I should just be able to do that. It should just be fair. I should be able to snap a picture of the face he was making and then the girl that he was doing it to. And then when I go to court, show that to the judge. And he goes, oh, got it. Of course. Of course you put him through the window. That's exactly what you should have done. Do you need like an Uber home? Like that should be the end of the story. 
Jen, on the other hand, not so much. She was pretty much the voice of reason and told me not to do that. But if you're going to stare at somebody else's kids like that, you should be okay with what's about to happen after the fact. Because if that had been Olivia and he was staring at her like that, I would have fucking killed him. I mean, granted, I'm putting out this into the internet and anyone can then probably charge me if that's the person that it was. But regardless, I should be able to do that to you. I should be able to fuck up your world so you can never look at another little girl like that or little boy ever again. Um, I don't think too many people would disagree. I mean, other than, you know, law enforcement, but, you know, those guys are kind of dicks sometimes. Um, this is only on here because I watched Ocean's 8. Not bad. Still one of the Ocean's movies. Still a good crime movie, but Elliot Gould is in there, and man, it just, like, everything came back that he's ever done, popped into my head, MASH, the other Ocean series, fucking love that guy, and he plays the character on that so well, uh, you know what else I love, I love my Squatty Potty, and I probably should have mentioned this after the moist towelettes, but if you have Squatty Potty and moist towelettes, you're having yourself one hell of a BM, just telling you right now, Squatty Potty, I'm probably not supposed to mention it by name, but I don't care. Everybody should get a squatty potty. They're like 20 bucks. Do your colon a favor. Um, I hate, again, probably not supposed to say this, but I hate Long Shadows Winery. I fucking love their wine. I hate the tasting room in the winery. You could not be more pretentious if you tried. They now have a little lady bouncer. Actually, she's like a maitre d'. But we walked in there just to buy one bottle of wine or two. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to taste. I didn't want to sit down. I didn't want to have a chat. I didn't want to sit on your leather furniture and talk about leather-bound books. I wanted to go up and just buy two bottles of fucking wine and walk out. And that was like, oh, you want to purchase wine? Yeah, it's what you fucking do. You sell wine, I buy wine. That's how it works. Free market capitalism is actually working as intended. Goods and services changing hands. Amazing. No, you have this little bratty shit fucker in the front of the goddamn tasting room. This will be a moment. Well, I guess if you're only purchasing wine, you can step to the front and just go to the side of the bar until they're ready to help you. Ready to help me? It's what they do. It's how they get paid. You're slowing down their ability to make money. That's fucking stupid. Uh, here's a great story for you. This is something I love just because it's one of the kids and it just shows how crazy that this family is. So when we were off doing a trip two weeks ago, Olivia was helping out with one of the newborn babies that was in the family. Apparently, this little boy had an accident, so she was helping change the diaper and got to see his cash and prizes firsthand. So she's spending the night at her grandmother's last night and says, you know, now I saw, I saw this boy's penis. I'm not going to say his name, um, just because I don't know how the parents would feel about that. And I got to tell you, it looks like a pig in a blanket to me. <laughs> just... <laughs> the fact that she's already making a comical comparison like that says a lot about how far she's going to go. But I will probably never eat pigs in a blanket again either because it will tell me I'm just going to think it's going to look like a little boy penis. little baby boy penis. Um, lastly, I hate, I hate moving. Uh, I had one of the other kids ask me to help them move this weekend. I hate it. And it's, I hate moving anybody, not them in general. It's just, I hate moving other people. Now, granted, part of this is my fault. I mean, I look like I'm, I've, I've trained to be a mover. Uh, I, I built, like, I'm, I move stuff for a living. I own two trucks. I mean, 
I kind of put myself in that situation. And by no means do I think anybody likes moving. Anybody that's like, I love the event of going from, you know, place to place and reorganizing all of our shit after we've packed it up. You're a psychopath if you like moving. No one actually likes it. But no one is ever set up the way that I want them to be set up when I get there. No one ever has all of their shit just staged and ready to go. Everybody's shit is still all over the place. It's never what you want to see. You're like, you're walking into a post-robbery scenario. Like, there's just shit everywhere. Like, to move, everyone just threw it in the center of the room, and they're like, good. It's right here, center of the room. I know exactly where it is. And then we'll put it in the truck, in the center of the truck. And then when we pull it out of the truck, we'll put it in the center of the new room. It just, it drives me crazy. I always, for some reason, get hurt. Uh, or someone else does, you know, something gets pulled or you just drag your knuckles down a flight of stairs because it's the only way you can get the mattress into the room just fucking drives me crazy. And then the worst part about moving to me is the payment system. You're going to offer me $20 pizza and shit beer for eight hours worth of work. You go straight to fucking hell and you die. Like, that's the worst bartering system I've ever heard of. That'd be like, I need you to come over. We're going to just move heavy, heavy things. I want you to sweat for as long as possible. And then I'm just going to kick you in the nuts. Is that fair? Sure. That's fair. Let's do that for today. And it really destroys your entire weekend, day, whatever. There is no recovering from it. I was so tired last night, I fell asleep in the middle of watching Ocean's 8. Which I'm not selling that, actually. That's a bad, bad thing to say. But you get what I mean. It just ruins you. Destroys you. And it takes you like three or four days to recover. Not like when you're in your 20s where you could get done, then go get incredibly hammered, wake up three hours later and go to work. It's, it's of course, attrition on the body because of my age. I get that. I totally get that. Now, I'm all done. Sorry. Take another sip before I go into this nifty little story about my dining experience at a restaurant called The Guest House. And for those of you who I was out with Friday night that I kept calling it The Outhouse, I apologize. Here's to you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Delicious. All right. The Guest House. The Guest House is kind of on the fringe of Kirkland, uh, Finn Hill, and Bothell. Uh, it's a nice little place. Kind of a weird story as far as the location is concerned. It has been a 7-Eleven, a Hoagie's Corner, a Dojo, and now this restaurant. Um, they actually make pretty decent Italian food. They have kind of an eclectic menu, but it's still pretty good. We came in there and initially were thinking about getting uh, a pizza. Just because their pizzas look pretty good. They have the pizza kitchen or the uh, pizza wood fire stove like right there on display as you walk in um but we decided just kind of mix it up and go through their apps menu we had their lamb meatballs which were really good i'd say under salted but uh their lamb honey meatballs in a great yogurt sauce the yogurt sauce was really good um top five as far as a yogurt sauce that i've had and it just went so well with the spicing that they did have uh in the meatball Plus the sweetness of the honey drizzle. Like those two together, holy crap. So good. We did that. Uh, We had their meat and cheese plate, which, I mean, not a bad pairing. They try to keep some local cheeses in there as well as some brie. 
then they had uh, pimento. What is that? Like the pimento bologna shit. I can never remember what it's called. It has such a horrible name for it. Um, oh no, pimento loaf. Yeah. So it was pimento loaf with pistachios. The thing I couldn't remember. Um, and God, what else was, what was the last thing we had? Oh, we had their um, toast with heirloom tomatoes and just a drizzle, just a light drizzle of olive oil and uh, and balsamic vinegar. When I first got it, I thought, okay, this needs some kind of burrata or a cheese to offset it. But the crispness of the tomatoes they have, it was just, it was the perfect bite. Even if there had been like a lean piece of bacon on there, it might have made it just a little bit better. But even that toast... Um, buttered perfectly, like they didn't go excessive on there, and a crispy tomato. I hate mealy tomatoes. Um, if we want to go back and have the whole squash discussion again, I don't want to have snot in my mouth as part of my food. Um, which is funny because I love oysters, and that's what everyone compares those to. But all in all, very good ambiance. I'd say it was okay, uh, not great. Um, it's completely open space. You can pretty much hear everyone's conversations, which is going to lead into what happened next. We were sitting in the corner, and you could literally hear what was going on, on the other side of the restaurant. Um, there was two completely weird things happened while we were there. First, we sit down, get our drinks. Uh, they make a decent little craft cocktail, by the way. Uh, Jen got a craft cocktail. I got a glass of wine because, you know, I'm a superman, like just supermanly. Um, she gets up to go to the restroom. Oh, no, we ordered our appetizers, just the three apps we talked about. And she gets up, go to the bathroom. And the table next to us, when she walks away, they're like, uh, what you ordered was the perfect meal. I mean, that is awesome. And I wasn't paying attention to them because I didn't think they were talking to me. Because why Why would you? I'm, I'm here to have dinner with my wife, not dinner with your wife, unless you're into that. And that's your business, but it's still not mine. Um, I, finally, I was like, I'm sorry, uh, are you? They're like, yeah, what you ordered perfect like that is a great starter and combo i mean if you're gonna eat this is what you should do and i just looked at them and went yeah thanks and tried to end the conversation and they kept bringing it back up like oh yeah this place is great like here it's got great pizzas and i'm like yeah i i get I, mm -hmm, I get it yeah great that's awesome so like you know i Throw some stuff back, like, hey, you know, did you know this place used to be a hoagie's corner? And they're like, oh my god, I knew it was a dojo, but not a hoagie's corner. And then I, I just, as I said the words, wanted to punch myself in the dick as hard as I could. Like, why did you do that? Why did you let these people win and start a conversation that you did not want to be a part of? Like, I just, I, normally I'm pretty chatty with everyone, but in this case, I just didn't want to have this conversation because it started so creepily I think is the best way to say it um so Jen gets back and like the conversation has since ended and I'm trying to like on the side like oh the couple next to us wanted us to know how wonderful our meal choice was without starting a conversation again so I really didn't get to tell her until later but while we're sitting there another couple had come in sat behind us and uh they were meeting friends so it was two couples and as they're sitting there the woman starts telling the other woman that she came to meet about her travel from Arizona to Washington and that she had to drug her daughter with Thorazine to make sure she could leave the house. 
when Jen was trying to talk to me during this conversation, I was like, you need to shut the fuck up so I can hear the rest of what the people behind me are saying because it's the juiciest shit I've heard in a long time. And they continue to go on. Oh, my daughter is such a problem. Um, sometimes she just, she won't let us leave. It's just too much for us to be out of the house. So I just gave her a couple of, you know, sleeping pills. Nothing strong, like a Thorazine. And I was like, a Thorazine? That knocks out a fucking horse, depending on the milligrams. And you gave it to her just to calm her down? I need a description on the old daughter here. What does she look like exactly? Or are you talking about an animal? By the way, it wasn't an animal. She clarified that in a little bit. Uh, but I couldn't believe what I was listening to. And then the other woman, who didn't seem offended in the least, just kept on with it. Like, oh, like tell me more. <laughs> what else have you done to your daughter? <laughs> Is this like a flowers in the attic situation? Should we be putting like a little bit of poison in her tea before you leave as well? Because obviously you don't want to be a parent. So why don't we just move this forward where it's going to go? It's natural progression. Is gonna be death, so why don't we go there? Uh, and I was just, I'm, I'm just leaning further and further and further into this conversation until I realized that my head is probably two inches away from this woman, so I had to move it forward. At that point, I was like, okay, maybe I should start focusing on my wife again rather than focusing on now everyone else that's in this restaurant, including the guy that whose head I wanted to put through the window. Um, so. We get done. Uh, it's dessert time, and of course you've got to have dessert. I mean, if you're if you're going to go light on the menu, just get naps. You have to get dessert. One of my all-time favorite things on the face of the earth is chocolate mousse. I love chocolate mousse. It's silky. It's moussey. I don't get why it's called mousse, but it is moussey. I see it on the menu. It has a creme brulee dollop of marshmallows on top. And then like a light, I don't want to call it a crumble, but it's kind of like a crumble underneath that. That is cinnamon goodness. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, it's like these little pellets of cinnamon wrapped in hugs and kisses. And then underneath that, dark chocolate mousse. And the one scoop together, albeit sweet probably one of the better bites I've had in a long time. It dances all over your mouth. You get sweetness on one side, dark chocolate on another, cinnamon spice on one, and just that kind of burnt flavor from the marshmallow as well. Like, just hit all the notes. If it wasn't so coyingly sweet, I'd say probably one of the better desserts I've had in a long time. But it still was just that side. It's just too sweet where a couple bites did us good. Like, we didn't finish it. We didn't even come close. Uh, in fact, I think I threw a towel over it, like, don't eat any more of this. I know how much sugar's in there. I know the calories we're about to put down. And maybe we've done enough work today to work these off, you know, the whole moving thing. Um, but, no, let's just, let's call it. Um, but all in all, and then we get another couple of drinks, get our tab. Not that expensive either. I think we spent under 100 bucks. Um... So, decent meal, amazing people watching, um, and then a good dessert. So, I guess in closing, if you get a chance to go to the guest house, um, not the outhouse, I'd suggest doing it. It's a good little place. Um, I'd like to close this by saying, uh, for those of you who know me, and you have not bought a set of Allbirds shoes yet, 
fuck you, go buy some. It's like hugging your feet all day, even when you're standing. Okay? I know I'm not supposed to call out companies by name, but I really don't care. They're one of my favorite things on the face of the earth. It's like moist towelettes for your butt, all birds, squatty potty. Almost in that order. Okay? And you can quote me on that. Like, wipes for your butt, all bird shoes. Yeah, I have five pairs. I don't think it's a sickness. Whatever. And then, squatty potty. Those are the things you should go out and purchase. And when you've done all of that, actually change the order. Go buy some Allbirds. Put them on your feet. Put on some nice clothes. Go to the guest house. Get you some food. Wake up in the morning. Okay? After you've ordered your squatty potty, go test it out. Then afterwards, throw down a moist towelette on the the old backside there. Right down Broadway. Keep it clean. Then you tell me how you feel afterwards. If I haven't changed your life, it's probably because this isn't life-changing information. All right, guys. Until next week, goodbye.